I said, well, you know, it'll make me feel better. And he said, what's that? And I said, I want pictures of the dead bodies of the ISIS K people. Because, you know, there was a drone strike the next day. Mm-hmm. And they claimed they killed two that were responsible. Okay. And I said, I want pictures of their dead bodies. That'll make me feel better. And he kind of laughed. And I said, no, I'm serious. What's up, guys? Welcome to another Underground STL interview. We bring you a street level view of the greater St. Louis area, taking you deep into the people that make St. Louis great. I'm your host, Sam Catanzaro, and on this episode, I am joined by Sue Livingston Schmitz, the mother of St. Louis native and Marine Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, who tragically lost his life in Afghanistan in the August 26th terror attack at Kabul Airport. Uh, Sue, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show. Seriously, thank Seriously. you. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. I just I just want to say, like, first off, sorry for your loss. You thank know, you. we were, we were talking a little bit beforehand, but I wanted to, yeah. you know, save it for the for the show. But yeah, I'm I'm sorry for uh, sorry for your loss. And uh, how how have you been? How are these uh, you know, last few months been treating you? Um, it's been, I mean, pure hell. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. Um, I mean, it's the worst thing that could ever happen to anyone to lose a child is just, it has to be the worst. Thing. I, I can't even imagine, like I put my, I tried putting myself like in a similar situation. Like if I would go and like what my mother would feel, cause I'm, I'm very close with my mother and it, you just can't even imagine it. You know, you can't imagine it, but you would never know what it's like until I guess it actually happens for sure. Um, and it's whatever you could possibly imagine. It's that and worse than that. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's just not an easy thing at all. Um, just, (laughs) I mean, it's rough. Yeah. Um, a mutual friend of ours reached out uh, to me, well, a friend on social media, I guess that's, that's kind of how it is. And so they reached out to, uh, to me and and then they were telling me a little bit about your story um it's been about four months since jared's passing and the biggest misconception was that he was from wentzville when in fact you you told me that he was actually from st louis was it city was it county um well he's okay first of all he's most definitely not from wentzville okay he's never lived in wentzville gotcha um when I was married to his dad. We we lived in St. Charles at that time, but we separated when Jared was 18 months old. So, and I'm from St. Louis, so I ended up moving back to St. Louis. And for the first, um, I think until he was six years old, his time was you know 50-50 between Mark and I. Mm. And then when he was in first grade. Um, you know, Mark had some financial problems, got evicted from his apartment, and then I took him full time. So from the second half of first grade through uh, until he graduated from junior high, he lived with me full time. Oh, wow. And, and that's then, in Tower Grove South. And that was in Tower Grove South. Yeah. And, and then where did, like, did he ever live in St. Charles County? Only for the first 18 months of his life. Only for the first 18 right. months of his life. Well, and then Mark, when Mark and I split up, 
like I said, I went back to St. Louis. He stayed in St. Charles County. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, half the time he was there, half the time he was with me. But the bulk of his life was spent in St. Louis City. Gotcha. Um, where, where did he go to, like, high school? Um, well, for high school, he decided to move in with his dad and uh, go to Fort Zumwalt. Okay. And, and where, where is Fort Zumwalt exactly? Is that technically St. Charles? It's in St. Charles County. Okay. Um, yeah. I but mean, he's but he's never been from Wentzville. No. Never. No, never. Why Why were they saying? Because like every single article almost that I read on him or, or yeah. hearing on the news or something like that or somebody like paying tribute to him, it was all around Wentzville. And that, that just, and then, and then you said, no, he was from, like he grew up most of his life in St. Louis City. Right. In Tower Grove South. And I was like, Wow. You know, how did they get that so wrong? Well, I can guess. I mean, I don't know for sure, but my guess would be that um, Mark moved to Wentzville um, in July of 2020. Okay. Um, And he's actually from St. Louis. He's not even from Wentzville. Both of us are from St. Louis. Um, He has moved... um, since Jared's been born, Mark has moved seven times. Oh, wow. And it's all all been somewhere in St. Charles County, you know, St. Charles, St. Peter's, O'Fallon. And you said he moved in June? July of 2020. July of 2020. So it's not like he's been there no. for a long time. No. It's and not like he's had like a residence there for... And then how long has Jared been in... Was in the Marines? Well, he um, was sworn in on July 8th of 2019. Okay. And so he's lived in California since uh, July 9th, I guess was the next day he got yeah. there. Um, and he's never been back here to live. So I, and like I was, I was thinking that like, I was thinking maybe, you know, something like on his like military records or something like that listed his father down like in a Wentzville address. But, but Mark moved there after Jared was even in the right. Marine. Exactly. So to yeah. Wentzville, but that's, that's just a, it's weird. That's crazy. But but your family they have received support from Wentzville and St. Charles County. Um, what kind of support have you received from them? You know, has anyone reached out to you? You know, I know like the Memorial Day, the overpass. I was I was reading about you know all that kind of stuff. But uh, anything like that? Well, okay. So no. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Um, my sister in law. Uh, and my brother, they actually live in um, St. Charles, right behind Bowie Funeral Home, where Jared was um, laid out. Um, she works in government affairs for St. Charles County Realtors. So she's at a lot of the meetings where, um, you know, St. Charles County politicians are. Um, I can't remember what meeting it was that she was at, but when it was her, you know, turn to, you know, give the updates... Uh, she thanked everyone in the room and said, you know, she thanked the collaborative effort, efforts of everyone in St. Charles County of for course. honoring, um, you know, uh, Jared. And I don't think anyone knew that she was related to me. Mm. And so afterwards, you know, people were, you know, coming up to her and saying, oh, I didn't know, you know, that you were related to Jared. And, and she said, well, my, his, my sister-in-law is his mother. Um, at, I think it was at that meeting, the mayor of Wentzville, um, 
she had said that, you know, no one has contacted me and included me in any of the events that they were having. Your sister-in-law was saying this about you at the meeting and the mayor of Wentzville was there. Correct. Gotcha. And she was saying this to him. Okay. And he said to her that he didn't know how to get in touch with me, which I think is ridiculous because he's obviously in touch with Mark. Mark knows how to get in touch with me. Right. Um, well, I mean, I found you on Facebook in two seconds. Right. I, you know, like I just, you know, first name and then obviously I know the last name. And I mean, I found you in two seconds. I mean, it, it, that's kind of a, when we were talking before, that's kind of a lazy. Uh, it's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cop out. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, so after that happened, um, there was another event that my sister-in-law was at and she had met the assistant to the director of communications for St. Charles County government, Mary Inger. Okay. And at that event, she found out that an email had gone out for the veterans day, uh, celebration or ceremony or whatever it was that they were having. And that it said the family of Jared Schmitz would be there. Um, and they were, you know, presenting something to the family and, she asked me, she, I think, t- sent me a text and asked me if I knew about it or was invited to it. And I said no. Mm-hmm. So she tried to contact Mary's assistant. She wasn't available, but somebody put her through straight to Mary Inger. And so she asked her, you know, why are you not, you know, inviting the mother of Jared to this event? And she's, her response was that, she had talked to Mark and invited him to come. And he said, yes, I will be there with my wife. And she assumed his wife was Jared's mother. Gotcha. So she felt horrible and she asked my sister-in-law to have uh, me call her, which I did. And she apologized. She said, I didn't mean to assume anything, you know, but, he never you know and I don't blame her or anyone else that doesn't know me I place 100% of the blame on Mark okay because he is not letting people know who I am how to contact me he's content with just him and his wife going you know representing the family of Jared yeah all, all while, you know, all the while, while you're sitting at home grieving, you know, and, and I mean, that, that's a, it, it just, it just blows my mind with the amount of media out there. They wouldn't think to look like, Hey, you know, this guy has been remarried. You know what I'm saying? This isn't Jared's real mother, you know, and just right. I, what, what blows my mind is like social media. We should be able to find all this out sure. on social media. Sure. It just seems lazy to me. It just seems yeah. like lazy journalism. And the people that are reaching out, you know, like these these representatives or the mayor, I feel like, do, do you feel like it's like almost to the point of like a publicity stunt? They they care, but they're not personable about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate everything that, right. that everyone has done. I really do. I'm, you know, I'm touched by it all. However... I question the the ulterior motives mm-hmm. behind it. Um, it seems a little like, for lack of a better word, overkill to me. Gotcha. Because um, there's been a lot. 
Um, and it's the only way that I know what has been happening is from people telling me about it. Because like I said, I'm not invited to anything. Well, the biggest thing is that he wasn't from Wentzville and right. Wentzville got behind and a lot of people got behind him. And, and like, I get it. I know, you know, you want to be patriotic. You want to support, you know, the troops and all that kind of stuff. But guys, he wasn't from there. Right. His uh, dad had moved there about a year ago. You know, it, it, yeah. it's crazy to me. I mean, I, I don't know. I can, you know, I can just only make assumptions. I really don't know. Right. Um, but, my guess would be, you know, Wentzville's a small town. I mean, would anyone even know, Have it, has anyone even heard of Wentzville outside of, you know? That's true, too. So possibly they knew that this would be national media, and mm-hmm. maybe that that was their chance to, like, kind of latch on and, you know. One of those ulterior motives you were talking about right, right there, possibly. I mean, possibly. I don't, like, you know, I don't know for sure. Um, yeah. I don't want to seem ungrateful for what they've done. Um, but, you know, at the same time, shame on them for for not doing their due diligence to find yeah. out who the mother and father, or, well, who the mother is. Um, so many people have gone through my CACO, which is my casualty assistance okay. calls officer. And that seems to be like, the more proper protocol like you go through him to find out who to contact for this family gotcha and so and and most people have gone through him um and he's he's the one who you know calls me or texts me and lets me know somebody wants to do something for you for the mm. family um but if they bypass him and go straight to the source which the source has been mark um then they're going to get mark's version of the truth gotcha yeah, you know, it's with like the the citizens of like Wentzville and St. Charles County, they're they're probably just following like the trends on social media. It's so crazy like how one thing gets shared and then everybody, you know, you, you see it right away, you feel sympathetic, you share it, and the next right. thing you know, it just becomes a snowball effect. Yeah, exactly. Of and then now everybody thinks, you know, Jared's from Wentzville. Yeah, you know? so that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And, where where they were as like reporters and everything that should follow the proper protocols and Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I don't blame just the citizens of, right. of anywhere. You know, they have been amazing. You know, the the day that we went to the airport when they brought his body home, um, that blew me away. I mean, to see perfect strangers. I was watching footage of it, and it, it is really moving, you know? I mean, there were and, people crying. Yeah, that that I've never met him before. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, St. Charles County and, and Wentzville really got behind the family. Um, you had, um, so, so let's talk St. Louis now, like who actually got behind you guys from St. Louis City, St. Louis County. Um, I saw that the Blues hockey team honored you with a custom jersey for Jared. Um, yet I was reading the article, and uh, I think on Fox too, and they they still said that um, he was a St. Charles County native, um, which I mean Fort Zumwalt, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I, th- I think it, I think they're I mean, in St. Charles, you know. But like, well, it's well, what's the? I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of a native. You know, a yeah, native, you yeah. know? Like uh, I mean. I don't know. I, guess I mean, it's like different for, where you went to high school, that's a, that's a huge thing here. So it's like, oh, they true. might assume like, oh, well, he went to this high school, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. But true. the but the Blues, they was it uh, um, who was it? Which Blues player um, was in the uh, 
Oh, now I'm now I'm I'm drawing a blank. But the blues the oh, blues did something. O'Reilly? Good. Oh right, yeah, that's, that's it, that's it, that's it. Um, but uh, yeah, they they did something nice for me. Have you yeah. received any kind of support from like St. Louis County, St. Louis City, at all whatsoever? Specifically, St. Louis City. No. 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 Okay. Why do you think that is? Do you think that they just got up like on the in the bandwagon? Like, always oh, probably from Wentzville, St. Charles County. Like, I mean, we're not I, really going to touch it. I don't. You know what? I I really don't know. Um, but I was a little surprised, um, and only because. Um, when we were, you know, making the arrangements with Bowie, um, Trisha, the funeral director, who's amazing, um, at the final meeting, you know, we were wrapping everything up, and she was mentioning, you know, that she thought we should take, you know, like an hour or two to set aside um, between, like, you know, the first couple hours would be private for the family only. Mm-hmm. And then after that, another couple of hours for political dignitaries to come through. And I'm like, well, how many are there going to be? Political dignitaries? Yeah. Like- um, so she was, you know, naming people. Um, okay. Governor Parson has been, you know, uh, present for a few of these events. Um, and he's been great. But she, one of the per- people that she mentioned was the mayor of St. Louis. And I said, oh, is she going to be, be there? And she said, oh, of course. Are we talking the current one, Tashara Jones? Okay. Yeah. I just, I didn't know if it was like maybe Lida Cruson, who was the no. former. Okay. No, no. It, it was Tashara yeah. Jones. Gotcha. Yes. So when that day came, which was the the first, the public day on, on 9-11, <clears throat> no one from St. Louis was there. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it was a little, I mean, if she hadn't said anything, and I don't blame her, but I think she assumed, you know, you, you probably wouldn't have even thought it. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought anything gotcha. about it. But, you know, in hindsight, it's yeah. like, wow, okay. Well, I mean, was he, was he, when he lived in Tower Grove South, uh, Tower Grove South with you, was he like in the public school system yes. here in, yes. in the city? Okay. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he went was to, a St. Uh, Louis citizen for like, you know, grew I mean, up here. Yeah. From yeah. first grade through he graduated eighth grade or whatever, uh, junior high. Junior yeah. High, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a article. Let me let me see if I can find this real quick. There was an, a letter that was written in to STL today. So Jared's remains were brought home September 8th and many gathered from like, as you were saying, you know, from the airport to the funeral home. And that was that was amazing. But at the same time, Tashar Jones and police chief John Hayden they were doing a press conference on John Hayden announcing his retirement. And this guy named Henry Hahn wrote a letter to STL and uh, STL today calling it quote unquote disrespectful claiming quote, St. Louis police chief John Hayden and mayor Tashar Jones showed how utterly clueless their administration is about our community. Instead of joining thousands of others to honor fallen Marine Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, they chose to have their own pat each other on the back media circus at the exact same moment his flag uh, draped remains were lifted from the plane at St. Louis Lambert International Airport. End quote. I saw that and I was thinking, and I was wondering, I wanted to see what you thought because I mean, it, it seems like, you know, 
a lot of the media were saying that he was a Wentzville native. He wasn't. So they got that wrong. And then now you're saying that, well, they were said to come, but then didn't show up. Nobody from St. Louis. Do you look at that as disrespectful? Do you look at like, hey, you know, they probably had some other stuff going on, busy people. I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, on that particular day, um, I would say no. I that would that didn't. Well, it wasn't that kind of event. It was a private thing just for the family to go to the airport. Governor Parson was there, but it was coincidence. He just happened to be coming in through the airport gotcha. at the same time, and so he did stop and spoke you know, um, with us. But like I said, that wasn't planned. He wasn't invited. It was, Mm. he just offered, you know, to speak to us. And, um, so on that particular day, I, I don't think that was disrespectful of them to not show up. However, as I said, there was the public, uh, visitation on nine 11. Yeah. Where political dignitaries, I'm assuming, were invited or sh- were made aware. Well, I mean, they set they set apart a whole yeah, block like of time for it, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they no one showed up on that day, I I don't know if I would go with disrespectful. Just sort of, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It, it. I mean, it hurts. It's like I've I've lived in the city. Um, since 2004, mm. um, you know, um, I don't know. It's just right. kind of like a slap in the face, I guess. Well, and, and, you know, it's, you've, you've received, as you said, you know, tons of support from people all over, oh, yeah. you know, and when you talk about, when you talk about, we talk about communities like, okay, Wentzville, St. Charles County, St. Louis County, St. Louis city, all that type of stuff. I think the guy that wrote this, uh, letters from Pacific or something, yeah. um, but I mean, you know, when you talk about it, it's like define community, really. I mean, I think everybody can, you know, understand that you're grieving right now. Like yeah. this was a horrible thing yeah. um, altogether. But yeah, as far as like leaders and stuff like that, it's um, it's kind of disappointing when when you're told they're gonna show up, and then yeah, it's it's kind of you know they disappoint in that yeah in that regard sure. yeah and as leaders you know that rely on our votes you mm-hmm. know you would think that you know they would be a little more um i don't know i don't even know what word i'm looking for and, and when Compassionate, i say you know yeah, some sentimental uh, something just kind of you know do the right thing i don't know um and what I like, I don't even know if I would have thought this um, this way before all of this happened. You know, are are they expected to do that? But I think I'm only going by what I saw mm. with the other politicians that were coming through. Gotcha. So it kind of makes them look bad in that respect that there were politicians from all other areas, but not the area where I live and have lived, you know, for the last 18 years. Do you think any of it was ulterior motives as well? I mean, we talked about the one side with ulterior motives, like, okay, like, hey, we want to distance ourselves from this politically, you know, just because of, you know, Afghanistan and all the controversy there. Do you think that played a part? Have you even thought about that at all? I have not thought it. I, I'm not political enough, okay. I think, to even go that deep into it. I don't know. I mean, 
do you think there's a reason why they would avoid that? I mean, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's you know when you when you break it down, you know, they're politicians. Yes, they are pandering to a vote. You know, but also they're human beings. You know, I mean, they know that it's this is a hard thing. I just think I honestly think that the whole confusion and everything, it's just it, it was just kind of like the telephone game. One bad thing got spread or, you know, false thing got spread and nobody chose to look into it further. You know, right. the media really wasn't um, looking into it further. Politicians, they're just kind of like, oh, you know, all right, you know, yeah. you know, treating it almost like a public relations thing. Um, right. Not all of them, but but still because um, because I thought I thought he was from Wentzville. You know, when our when our mutual friend hit us up, I was like, you mean the kid from Wentzville, you know, not the there was another one. And I'm like, how come I didn't hear about this? And she was like, no, that's the one like his mom is from the city. He grew up in the city. And I was like, yeah, that's weird, because then I then I really started going back through and rereading all the articles and, you know, rewatching all the YouTube videos. And it was saying Wentzville was saying St. Charles County native, but but specifically Wentzville, yeah. which is which, which is, is the only one that he's. he's I mean, <laughs> I guess is that even St. Charles County? I don't even. It know is. I guess. looked it up. I was okay. I was very surprised too. Maybe, yeah, and maybe that's why somebody chose to use the term St. Charles County rather than Wentzville. Rather than like because that covers a lot of you know yeah. that's St. Charles, St. Peter's, O'Fallon. When he said Mark, his father, he lived, you know, all over the place right. or but whatever. But to specifically say Wentzville, right, is just so ridiculous. Yeah, because he. He moved. Mark moved there after after Jared, about Jared a year gone. after. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's nuts. Uh, speaking of um, all this, like leaders and all that kind of stuff, and who do you who do you blame for Jared's death? You know, do you blame um, ISIS? Do you blame the you know the current administration how they handled the pullout of Afghanistan? Do you blame the Taliban? You know, is it a combination of all all of the above? You know, how do you you know? Where where do you put, where do you direct your anger? Where the, do you direct it? Biden. Biden. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's ultimately his decision. He's the commander in chief. They have to obey, you know, his orders. Um, that's what I've always been told. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I mean, what a, it was just an idiotic move. You know, it was a joke and everyone could see it was a joke the way it was handled. Um, and it just kills me to know that they all knew that guy was coming. They all knew it. The the suicide bomber. Yeah, they knew okay. it was coming and they were still out there doing their job knowing what was what was eventually going to happen. It sick makes me sick. When you when you say they were knowing they they knew that he was coming. Mm -hmm. Describe that. So they they actually saw him, but no. they were still helping people, oh, no. or, or they, they knew that there was a risk Th going there, in. Yes, there was, like, I guess, intelligence or whatever. They were told. Gotcha. The guy was coming. Wow. Um, they could not have spotted him if they, if they tried, because it was wall-to-wall -wall people. Mm. And, you know, when you're, you know, crammed in like that, so many people, you can't look down to see he's wearing a vest. You know, um, so, but for them, and I'm boys, these were young boys. Mm. If you look at their faces, they were babies, you know, and 
Yeah. It's, it's heart wrenching. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I'll, I'll be 30 in May and I look to see how old, you know, like when I was reading about him, when I heard it on the news and they said how old he was, I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, like that's, I'm almost 10 years older than him. Yeah. And, and it's just, so it's like, I, I have a, I have a kid, you know, mm-hmm. a baby 10 years younger than me. And they're, yeah, they're that, fighting for our right. freedom. It's yeah. Like, like when I was 20, he was 10, you know, yeah. he was, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, like a little, like a little brother almost sure. out there defending me, defending us. Right. And that's, yeah, that's what's, that's, what's crazy about it. Yeah. You know, cause you don't, you don't think how young you don't because, really. Well, when you think of the military, you know, out there fighting like that, you think, I mean, I think most people just assume these are, you know, grown men who are, you know, seasoned and, you know, professionals and right. stuff. No, they're like, those were babies that were killed. It's, it's, it's sickening. It's tough. It is. It's, it's really. I mean, it's just, I can't, I, my heart just breaks. There's no, there's no words really to describe it. No. You know, I, I, do, I don't think that even like, you know, an award winning author right now could put into words that, um, yeah, you can't. it's, it's tough. So Jared's father, Mark, mm-hmm. he actually met with the president, Joe Biden. Yeah, um, me too. so you, you met with him too. I, that's, right. that's what I was going to ask because I, cause I read an article about him meeting with him. There was no, I didn't see a mention of you meeting with him. I wanted to ask, you know, were you there? So you, you actually met with him? I did. What did you, what did you say? Uh, well, when they walked up, the first thing I did was I had a picture of Jared on my phone pulled up. And the first thing I did was, this is my son. You know, I just wanted him to see how young he was. And he took my phone and said, Oh yeah, he's a good-looking kid, and hands it back to me and says, "That you know." Now I'm tempted to take my phone out and show you pictures of my kids. And like immediately, it's like, "Oh God, here we go." Yeah. Um, he then proceeded to tell us a story about um, a friend of his that I think had lost his wife, and he did some kind of thing to you know cope with. His grief and the, he, the friend, the friend, the friend did. Okay. And so he suggested to Joe, you should do this and you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so when he got done with his story, um, I said, well, you know, it'll make me feel better. And he said, what's that? And I said, I want pictures of the dead bodies of the ISIS K people because you know there was a drone strike the next day mm-hmm. and they claimed they killed two that were responsible okay and I said I want pictures of their dead bodies that'll make me feel better and he kind of laughed and I said no I'm serious I right. know you guys take pictures you know I, I want, want proof that you that you yeah. got the guys that killed my son right that were responsible for his death exactly wow um but his response to that was well I don't think we can do that they were blown to smithereens he, he literally said smithereens. Um, and I said, I don't care if they're in a thousand pieces. I want the pictures. I never got my pictures. Mm. It's tough. You know, I think about that. I'm like, you know, like if I was 
president of the United States, I'd be like, yep, give her the pictures, you know, but then, I mean, but then you got, you know, you think about it from like a tactical standpoint, from a, you know, strategic standpoint, yeah. you know, classified, classified can they really, top secret, whatever. yeah, can yeah. they really, but then you question, okay, were they really, you know, they could have given me really a fake picture. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Something to, something to make me feel. Better wow. Yeah. I would have never, I would have never thought to ask for that. I guess. Yeah. That's, oh, I think he thought I was, he thought, he probably thought you were, Nuts, or something. nuts, joking yeah. or something, but no, I was serious. Did you talk to um, you know, in your in your visit to him, you know, meeting him and stuff like that? Did you talk to any of the other parents? You know, we did not. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. There was uh, uh, Kareem Nakui's parents were outside of the hotel, um, and we did speak with them a little bit, but at the time. You know, everything was, you know, still so new. I didn't even know um, that there were um, three others from Jared's squad that were killed. Yeah. And their parents, their family were sitting directly across from us. Um, but we didn't know it at the time. And I, I found this out, you know, in the days after we got back from Delaware. Um and, you know, a squad is only nine guys. So they lost almost half their squad. And they're very tight because, you know, they're together all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so his, you know, best friend and, you know, another guy that was in his squad who survived, he, um, he was able, you know, he contacted me, um, you know, just to check in and see how I was doing. But he was able to let me know that he was with Jared when he took his last breath. Mm. And that was huge to me because, I mean, I couldn't stop. Well, I imagine, you know, when he, it's comforting to know that when he passed, he wasn't he looking wasn't at a stranger. Him. He was looking at somebody that he knew, somebody yeah. that he knew that he loved, that loved him, was with him. Sure. He yeah. wasn't alone. Right. And That's very comforting. Yeah, I because I thought, what if he one it was like wanting me to be there and I couldn't be there so that was good you know for him to be able to tell me that really helped what, what do you have to say to what do you have to say to everybody watching right now you know like <laughs> well, obviously we're pre-recording this and all that kind of stuff but you know when this airs people watching this what what do you have to tell them well, right off the bat, Jared's not from Wentzville. <laughs> He's never lived there. <laughs> like, please, if you see anyone whole, whole theme that of... says that, please correct them. Um, and I know that's probably sounds really petty to a lot of people. And ordinarily it would be. <clears throat> but this is my son's memory. This is my son's life. And I want his story to be accurate and true. Right. I mean, he's gone, you know, this is important to me. If he were still here, I wouldn't care, you know, but he's gone. Like, don't mess it up, his truth, you know, that's important to me. Um, I also want to just thank the thousands of people that showed up to support us and to show their respect to Jared. I mean, like I said, I, I that was surreal. Even we were riding in one of the... Um, police SUVs that were, was behind the Hummer. Mm -hmm. And even that police officer who was like three weeks away from retiring said he'd never seen anything like that. Wow. 
it's it was really moving. I watched it. I watched it on the news, and it was yeah, it crazy how many people actually be there and witness it. Right at one point when we got to the you know close to the exit to get off at is that Cave Springs? I don't can't remember. Um, it almost looked like we couldn't get through because the people had were so you know uh, crowded in there. But what was also the most amazing was that on the other side of the highway that wasn't, um, you know, that was going in the opposite direction, all of those people were stopped too. Wow. Um, you know, uh, semi tractor trailer guys, you know, just stopping and the, you know, and getting out. And I mean, a lot, everyone, of, lot of flags. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, I mean, I was so overwhelmed and touched by that like i am so thankful to everyone yeah that was there yeah you know even even if they didn't know exactly you know where he's from or you know his life story i mean they, they really they showed up yeah. when it counted you know for yeah. you and, and i can't imagine like you know you obviously you know he had a lot of friends and you know a lot of you know a lot of people that he grew up with and a lot of mm-hmm. people you know in the marines um but then to see that many people show up for your son. I know. It was it was it was surreal. It really was. Mm. I'm like this is you know I mean it, I don't know it's just, it, I can't even think of a better word. It it's just weird because it's what would normally be like kind of a private thing mm-hmm. to be so public. I mean it it was awesome, you know, that that many people would you know just be there to support him. Um, and I mean, it, I, I don't even know how to explain how it made me feel. Um, but my whole family, I mean, everyone's just blown away by what they did. So we're so thankful and grateful for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Sue, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for Seriously. having me. I appreciate it. And thanks to Brenda for yeah. introducing us. Yes, yes. Our mutual friend, Brenda Brooks. Uh, I don't know. I, I need to find out what her Twitter handle is. We'll <laughs> post it. We'll post it down below uh, in the comments or something like that. But yeah, she brought us together. So yeah, uh, I really hope you and your family, you know, find healing and get through this and all that kind of stuff. So thank you. Everyone out there say a prayer for Jared Schmitz, uh, the other heroes that lost their lives on August 26th and their families. Usually, usually I plug the show right after, but I feel like kind of, you know, guilty plugging it right after that. Uh, but guys, make sure you follow uh, underground St. Louis on all social media platforms. We go live every Wednesday night at seven central on Facebook and YouTube. Also, you can catch us wherever you listen to podcasts, check out our website, undergroundstl.com for exclusive content we will see you next time and as always we go deep thanks again sue thank you no problem